Welcome to Balance Banter. I'm your host, Christy Langle, certified exercise physiologist, owner of ChristyLangle.com, and survivor of an all-or-nothing lifestyle. Whether you're a motivated career woman or a stay-at-home mom of four, I'll be there to support you in all things in balance. We'll talk mindset, workouts, nutrition, healthy habits, and more. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 19 of Balance Banter. Today, I want to talk to you guys about eating for optimal health versus fad dieting. Um, But before I dive in, make sure to hit that subscribe button at the top of your screen so that you're notified about all future episodes. And if you have a minute, I'd love if you'd leave me a review. Um, The more reviews I have, the more subscribers, the more people I can reach about achieving balance and overall balance with lifestyle and wellness. And my goal with this podcast is to reach at least one person every episode, even if it's just one that this episode touches, it makes it all worth it for me. So take a minute, leave a review, hit that subscribe button so that I can keep on reaching people out there and just try to put some more good out into the world. All right, so the topic for today, eating for optimal health versus fad dieting. Um, This is a topic near and dear to my heart um, at this current time in June of 2023. Um, You guys all know that I am raw with you. I am totally real. I'm honest. um, And I like to tell you guys about my own personal experiences and struggles and things that I'm going through as well. Um, because I am not by any means trying to be, you know, that picture perfect Instagram fitness model um, that has no real problems or anything. I'm trying to be real with you guys and help guide you through what you might be going through um, by sharing what I'm currently going through. So Currently, um, I am on my own health journey. Um, I haven't really talked too much about it here on the podcast yet, um, but I've been very open, um, outspoken, and public about it on my um, social media channels, my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, I have been struggling with some chronic illness and symptoms for a very long time now. 2016 is when my first rash occurred. Um, So I've been through the ringer um, with the medical system and getting the help I need. Um, And although it's been really tough, I have learned a ton on this journey. And I do feel like everything I've learned and advocating for myself and educating myself um, has really helped me to be an even better um, coach and role model for you guys. Um, But for those of you who don't really know much about what I've gone through, so um, I essentially went undiagnosed for a long period of time um, with sporadic, random, 
chronic unexplained symptoms um, and because it went undiagnosed for so long, um, my diagnoses actually progressed into three different diagnoses. So about a year ago, um, May was when we kind of thought we had an idea of what was going on with me, but um, July was when I actually had a urine test um, prove that I have what's called mold toxicity. Um, so in the past, I was experienced, um, not experienced, I was exposed to black mold in an apartment that I lived in. Um, it caused tons of respiratory issues and um, breathing problems and sinus infections and all the things. Um, but it, um, continued to progress system-wide. Essentially, I then started experiencing gastrointestinal issues and, um, cardiac issues and blood pressure issues, hormone issues, blood sugar and fluctuations, like you name it. I pretty much had it going on and none of the things that I had essentially were, you know, killing me. I wasn't on my deathbed by any means. And my blood work always came out pretty normal. So um, people, or doctors essentially just kind of kept telling me I was crazy and there's nothing wrong with me and et cetera. Um, but as this went on over the years, it progressed into um, these random allergic reactions to almost everything and anything um, that I would eat. <laughs> um, I could be three bites into my breakfast and feel like I'm about to pass out on the floor and I can't breathe and all the things. So that developed, um, which I now know is called um, mast cell activation syndrome. Um, and because the mold and the um, mast cell activation syndrome went undiagnosed for so long, um, I developed what's called dysautonomia. Um, essentially, my brain became stuck in fight or flight mode, um, trying to fight the mold, <laughs> basically. So my immune system was such um, in a hyperdrive kind of mode that um, it was causing me short-term memory loss, um, vision issues. Um, I was dizzy all the time. Like I could drink three sips of coffee and I felt like I was cross-eyed and I needed to lay down for a while because of the worm was spinning kind of thing. Um, so I really have been through the ringer with all of these symptoms and unexplained reasons and not having diagnosis and not getting help. Um, and the biggest contributing factor to me having a quote unquote episode was always eating. Um, so there's been a lot of ups and downs on my health journey with my relationship with food um, in terms of I could eat something four days in a row and feel perfect, but then the next day I could eat the same exact thing and I would almost pass out. And that same thing could be four ounces of chicken and one cup of broccoli. <laughs> so um, to feel like I was always doing something wrong with my food, you know, was a big issue. Um, just eating in general, like what should I eat? When should I eat? If I eat, am I going to feel okay? Um, so my relationship with food is something I've worked on a ton. Um, and I've also had to engage in certain 
patterns or ways of eating to optimize my health and to minimize my symptoms. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with this episode today because in my own experience and actually with multiple of my one-on-one clients that I've been working with lately, Um, We are engaging in certain patterns of eating or ways of eating or lifestyle um, ways of eating for optimal health and to make them feel good and to eliminate their symptoms. And a lot of these ways of eating um, to make them feel better are also those fad diets that I don't typically recommend whatsoever. So um, that's something I wanted to dive into today, like the difference um, between eating a certain way to drop that 10 pounds, but you really don't have any health issues that require you to eat that way versus somebody engaging in a style of eating um, so that they can function (laughs) on a daily basis with the condition that they might have. So I wanted to dive into the top two fad diets that I talk about all the time on my social media. Um, I I make funny reels. I write blogs. I talk about it on here. I interview people, you know, um, and those two main diets are intermittent fasting as well as the keto diet. So when it comes to someone who is, you know, just eager to drop that 10 pounds and they're searching for an answer, we often dive into Um, intense things like intermittent fasting, like fasting for a long period of time or or only eating during a certain period of time. Um, And it is a hard thing to do. Um, And the, the reason I don't recommend that just general populations don't do that is because you're not likely gonna stay motivated to stick with it. But in the on the other end of the spectrum, somebody who drastically feels an improvement in their symptoms from fasting for a period of time, they're going to be motivated to stay with this style of eating for probably their entire life. Um, So it is suitable for them, but not necessarily for the person who, you know, just wants to drop those 10 pounds. So let me dive in specifically. Let me start first with intermittent fasting, okay? So the real reason that intermittent fasting works for weight loss is really that you're just eating less food in a short period of time. But if you do not fast and you still eat a well-balanced, healthy, um, not processed diet through your entire day, you can still lose weight. So I don't recommend fasting if you don't have to because what it often leads to is, like I was talking about before, an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, I'm starving, but I'm not allowed to eat. Maybe I'll drink more coffee instead. Um, Only three more hours till I can eat kind of thing. And then people actually end up overeating or binge eating during that time period or that window that they're allowed to eat. So for a general population, there's a lot of things that go into like intermittent fasting being hard and it's hard to stick to and it creates like an emotional um, situation with food. 
But then there are individuals like myself who intermittent fasting truly gives me relief when I'm having bad symptoms. So mast cell activation syndrome, as I explained, I developed um, from my body basically trying to fight the mold. It's basically a histamine intolerance or like a heightened immune system where my body is just reacting to random things. And it could be... um, a certain perfume smell. It could be the food that I ate. It could be my stress levels for that day um, in, in conjunction with what I eat. So there is like a bajillion things that can contribute to me having a reaction in general. So sometimes when my symptoms are really bad for a couple of days, I will choose to do a period of fasting, um, like 12 to 24 hours where I'm just drinking water. Um, and what that allows my body to do is it allows my histamine levels to decrease and it allows my mast cells, um, to calm down and my immune system to basically like reset itself. Um, and that alleviates the dizziness for me, the, my heart pounding out of my chest or my vision being, um, messed up, like feeling like I'm cross-eyed. So often not eating for a period of time, Although I'm hungry, it makes me feel so much better, but it makes it the hard (laughs) part of fasting. It's worth it to me because my symptoms are so much decreased, right? So the fact that I feel like I can function for an entire day because maybe I didn't eat for a period of time, like that's motivating for me to continue that, to like my motivation muscles to essentially not have a anaphylactic reaction and pass out, (laughs) my motivation muscles are going to be strong and I'm going to stick with the fasting and do it when I need to just so that I feel a little bit better. But again, in contrary, someone who's not motivated to not eat so that they don't have a reaction, like they are less likely to stick to that intermittent fasting and that is why I don't recommend it. Another example of a health condition that intermittent fasting might be beneficial for is diabetes. Um, So similar to mast cells and histamine, um, when you eat things, your histamine levels go up. Same thing with um, when you eat anything, your blood sugar is going to increase. So no matter what it is that you eat, your blood sugar is going to go up and that's when insulin kicks in and it's insulin's job to bring your blood sugar down. So someone who is trying to improve their insulin sensitivity to maybe avoid going on diabetic medication or maybe come off of diabetic medication, um, improving their insulin sensitivity can be super beneficial for them um, managing their glucose levels, their blood sugar throughout the day day if they are just eating a little bit less frequently. So the less times that they eat in a day, the less times their insulin needs to work super hard. So essentially you're improving the sensitivity by using it a little bit less. So if someone has diabetes and they desperately do not want to be on medication for this, that is a super motivating factor to only eat 
between a certain period of time each day and to minimize their intake at other times. And somebody who does not want diabetes is going to be super motivated to stick to the intermittent fasting plan and not fall back into their own ways because they know that if they do, that's when they are going to have to embrace the diabetic lifestyle and medications and and all the issues that come along with it. So having that health factor to be the motivating factor that helps you continue to stay consistent with the intermittent fasting um, and getting you results, that is reason enough to continue with it. But again, if you don't have a a health factor such as mast cell activation or something like diabetes, intermittent fasting is likely not going to be something you stick to and it's not going to be for you. All right. So another example of a protocol or fad diet that actually has um, relevance in in terms of health conditions that somebody might overhaul their life and live this way the entire the rest of their life so that they feel good um, is the keto diet and semi-similar. Um, it is a lower carbohydrate but similar type diet, but the AIP diet, so the autoimmune protocol is can be similar to keto or along the keto spectrum. Um, so most people, general populations, they're diving into keto because they drop 10 pounds really quickly, right? Um, but I've said this a hundred times before, forgive me for repeating myself, but the keto diet really truly works for people instantly because when you minimize your carbohydrates, you are going to flush out a ton of water weight because carbohydrates hold four molecules of water. So if you stop eating those certain foods, your body is going to flush out a ton of water weight. And yes, the scale is going to go down, but you're not necessarily changing your inches or actually losing fat or anything like that. And then the second you have a slice of pizza at your son's birthday party and you come out of a ketogenic um, uh, pattern, it you are going to put that 10 pounds, that water weight right back on. So for somebody who doesn't have any real true reason to stick to keto and they want to, you know, indulge here or there, they're not going to be consistent. You're not going to stay with it. It's not a lifestyle change. Um, so therefore, I don't recommend it. But there are a lot of individuals out there with chronic conditions um, or autoimmune diseases such as MS or fibromyalgia, um, Hajimoto's, a bunch of different things out there that people really see a decrease in their level of symptoms or the occurrence of the um, autoimmune flares that they have when they minimize their carbohydrates. So things like starchy carbs, altering the blood sugars, or widespread sensitivities to gluten in grains. So following a keto diet or an autoimmune type protocol decreases increases your intake of these certain foods. And for somebody, it could eliminate their joint pain or they might sleep through the night or um, just not have swelling in their knees or or anything like that. Just their overall pain level goes from a 10 down to a five, you know? So somebody who experiences a chronic condition or autoimmune where they struggle somewhat on a daily basis and they feel a true improvement in all of their symptoms, eating a ketogenic diet or the following the autoimmune protocol, 
that person is going to be super motivated to turn down that slice of pizza because they know that if they eat that slice of pizza, their whole body is going to hurt the next day. So they're more likely to stick to it, follow the protocol because it's what makes them feel great and it what helps them live an optimal life on a day-to-day basis. But much different from that person who, you know, just wants to drop 10 pounds to fit into their bikini for Memorial Day weekend. They're less inclined to decline the pizza <laughs> and, and might enjoy here or there um, because they don't necessarily have any true reproduction for not following that keto and, you know, having that couple bites of pizza. All right. So the moral of the story here with my podcast today is that there is no cut clear and dry answer like that one diet is good or bad or you should eat this way or you should not. Um, My whole balance mantra and all the things is to be able to eat in a way that supports your lifestyle and makes you feel good um, and you can stay with and you can be consistent with and it becomes a lifestyle way of eating. And for, again, the general populations, um, a lifestyle way of eating is not strict keto and it is not strict intermittent fasting. It's That's just not something you're going to be motivated to stick to. But at the under, other end of the spectrum, you know, the double-edged sword kind of thing is that there are people out there who can benefit from these types of diets and they might have a huge improvement in their, um, in their symptoms and their day-to-day and their medications and all of the things. And that is where these diets come into play. So I am not against keto or AIP or paleo or intermittent fasting or any of those things. I am not against them just clear, cut, and dry by any means. I do believe that there is a time and a place for these types of diets, including myself, but for the majority of people, it's just not going to be what's going to work best for you. All right. There is, that's one of the reasons I love this um, field is that there is so much research and there is no right or wrong. Um, but I'm all about listening to your body and sticking to the basics and actually, you know, taking nutrition into account and the root cause and what these foods can or can't do for your body and how they fuel you and how they make you feel. And I could go on and on about this stuff for days and days. Um, but just Just keep in mind that I am not pro or anti any sort of diet out there, but I do believe that there is a a lifestyle way of eating for every single person and every single person that is going to be different. Um, So try to not just fall into what the media is telling you to do or your friend at work is telling you to do or your sister-in-law lost 20 pounds doing this diet. (laughs) Try not to listen to the noise all around you and do what is best for you and what makes you feel good and you know works for you and only you. 
All right, guys, thanks so much for listening today. Make sure to uh, leave a quick review, hit that subscribe button. Again, I hope I reach at least one person with every single episode. I hope that there might be somebody out there listening today that might be struggling with a chronic illness and um, having an unhealthy relationship with food, um, and they hear me talking about this and what I'm going through, um, and to just know that you are not alone. All right. Reach out with questions, shoot me DMs, find me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you guys. Everybody have a great week. I'll see you in two weeks for episode 20. Thanks guys. 